11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Makai Becton. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just to play a pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, it's about football, not storylines. And you are listening to the 45th edition of Blue It's Blitz. At least I believe. No, 46th. Say I'm wrong. Uh, 46th edition of Blue It's Blitz. Uh, 42 plays um, this episode, 41 last episode. So we've been keeping them uh, relatively short, especially when you have guys like Joe Flacco handing it to uh, Frank Gore. You know, a lot of people know that they're not going to be here next year. Um, at least we'd hope. So going to keep it a little bit shorter when it's not about guys of the future. Obviously not a ton of Mackay Becton, not, you know, Quinn Williams didn't play. So uh, it's going to be a little bit shorter. Seven games left. Uh, cannot wait for these seven games to be over, even though that game scared the hell out of me. Uh, it was the absolute perfect game for the Jets. Literally before the game, uh, I was watching it with, with the fiance and I was saying, you know, listen, competitive game, Jets lose on a game-winning field goal. What happened? Competitive game. Jets lose on a game-winning field goal. It was perfect. A little bit nervous for Week 17 playing the Patriots because they really had a shot to win that game. Uh, A little bit nervous for the Chargers just because of how how often they blow games. I think their offense is way too high-powered for the Jets' defense, so so that's the saving grace. But um, there's really only those two games that I'm really too nervous about. I, I could see the Raiders having a stinker. I could see the Browns having a stinker, but... Uh, the Jets really are that bad, right? I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they maybe win one game, but just pray that the uh, the Jaguars win another one. Um, this week's a bye week, obviously, so um, we will not be having a show f- about the bye week. But on Sunday at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, um, I will be doing a live stream with Marcus Coleman. So Marcus Coleman, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Sunday. Uh, ask him whatever you want. I'm not taking phone calls that show, so it'll just be on the YouTube uh, live the Periscope, uh, Periscope and the Facebook Live. So, uh, if you guys want to type in questions, whatever it may be, you know, favorite play of his career, whatever. Uh, again, he played 11 years in the NFL, so you can ask him, you know, whatever you want, and I'll uh, I'll relay it to him, um, or at least most questions, depending on what they are exactly. But uh, that should be fun. Uh, Joe RB31 on Twitter. I'm going to start putting up. I have like 120 plays that I have marked down to put up on my Twitter of. Uh, some of the stuff I've been going over um, on this show with some of the young guys. So got to do that. So I'll be really active on there pretty soon. Uh, email me, Joe period blue at jetsxfactor.com. I check that like yeah, once a week or so. So if you have any questions or whatever, uh, definitely drop those reviews, uh, seven more reviews or ratings, uh, send out a free t-shirt. So if you just want to obviously just go on there and write a sentence, you're, you'll be in the running for that free t-shirt. If you listen every week, then, uh, I'll choose random and then just shoot me your your shipping information. So to get into the game, because we want to get through this, because like I said, seven games left. I'm excited to just keep moving, keep trucking forward. Um, this game was a little bit more entertaining for sure. It wasn't like we were watching the Jets get blown out by the Bills or the Niners or um, any one of these other teams, the Chiefs. So this one was actually pretty competitive, which is pretty fun. Um, but as you know, 
Jets lost 30 to 27. So when they lose, we start off with the duds. Um, I almost did it this week where I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to start off with the studs because this game is actually kind of fun. Um, but I got to be true to the, to the, to the studs and duds segment. Um, duds, my number three dud of the game, uh, Pierre Desir, um, brutal this game. I, I still think there's a worse corner on this team than Desir, to be honest. Um, I just don't think people want to admit that, but there is. Um, but he did get my my number three does. I always have to manage my windows. Uh, okay. Beat corner out. Um yeah, he got he got abused this game. So did so did Bless Austin. Um like I said, I, I like Poole. I just think Poole is might be a little bit overrated by Jets fans just because he's playing next to guys like Desir and Austin, so they're targeted more than he is. I think Poole is solid. I just don't think he's one of the best slot corners in the NFL. That's just my personal opinion on Poole. But um it just is what it is. So top of the screen, obviously, right here. Um Pierre Desir and man coverage versus the um, wide receiver who runs a corner out. Playing in all, he's playing all five yards. I'm, I'm okay with the, the off coverage. I'm also, I'm even okay with the angle he takes to cut his guy off. I like to see the angle maybe a little bit more high here from, from Desir. You don't want to see it. You don't want to see it so flat where he's going to get behind the guy. Um, especially in a position where it's only cover, you know, it's cover one years and really have a ton of help on the outside right here, especially if um, May is held in the middle or declares to the other side. So that happens where the, the angle is a little bit too aggressive. And then he starts to kind of lean into it, lean into the guy. Um, and his shoulders come a little bit high too, right here where he doesn't, he doesn't really stick on the route. Um, he kind of just thinks it shut down right here and it looks like he just gets a little bit too high um, and passive. I'm not expecting that break. So he gets beat right there. Uh, again, this is about a guy who is most likely not going to be here for the jets next year. So I'm not going to spend a crazy amount of time <clears throat> on these type of players. Uh, this year I got two, I only got two more plays of him. Again, this is going to be pretty short again. Uh, this year, uh, beat second and nine. Uh, really infuriating. This has been happening since I've been watching Jets film. Is is them playing off, um, opening their hips up and giving up uh, breaks? You know, right at the at, at the sticks. It's really frustrating to watch, and that's why a lot of people talk about Denard Wilson and and him being a oh well. If Greg Williams is promoted to, you know, this is when they were talking about firing Gates. I, I doubt they are now at this point, but. Um, Oh well, Greg Williams will get you know head coach. Then Denard Wilson could be defensive coordinator. I don't know what people see from Denard Wilson that makes people think he's a good he's a good defensive backs coach. I think he got hyped up one time um, when he's coming from the Rams, and that's about it. And people have ran with that since 2015 or since whenever. Um, but I don't see it in terms of development of of defensive backs under the Jets. I just don't. Uh, and it's frustrating to watch them just consistently get beat on. It's it just just run to the sticks just. Bottom, bottom right here, Desir always is playing on, on the defense's left or the offense's right, and Austin's always to the top, um, at least in this scenario. They, they don't really flip sides at all. Um, but just run to the sticks and, and turn around, and you're pretty much going to beat the Jets, whether that be whether that be an out, a comeback, a dig, uh, a stop, uh, you know, whatever, um, because they open their hips. If you, if you sell their drive phase, they're going to open their hips. Sells the drive phase right here. He opens his hips up too early right here. Again, he gets into that shuffle almost immediately. And again, when you get into that shuffle immediately, you are not in position right here to, to guard anything to breaking out. I do not get why the Jets don't backpedal 
and throw T steps or quarter steps to get out or, or downhill. Um, they don't, they open. So they guard against deep stuff, which is why, you know, they don't necessarily get beat over the, over the top a lot, but in terms of just giving up easy first downs, they do it all the time because of, um, how they open their hips, opens his hips up out route catch first down. It's, it's, it's just that it's always that simple. It really is. Um, so it's pretty frustrating to watch. Definitely. 38. All right. Yeah, make sure you check out that live stream. Uh, I got some fun questions lined up for uh, Marcus Coleman, and he's a really good dude. So uh, we'll probably do from like 4 to 6, 6.30-ish, uh, probably to like halftime or a little bit after halftime of the 4 o'clock games. There's a ton of 4 o'clock games this week. It seems like there's like 4 1 o'clock games and then like 8 uh, 4 o'clock games, which is kind of perfect. Uh, not really, actually. Maybe all the games should be at 1 because I can watch them. But then again, I get off of work at 8 o'clock in the morning. So... I'll have to be like four hours of sleep, but um, the seer beat the no effort. Yeah, I, I, this is the play that was circulated around, and this is just a guy who does not care anymore, does not want to be here. Um, obviously, gets stemmed inside, outside, stop route. The seer, because he always opens his hips up early, is uh, is never going to get hands on that guy, so he's not going to be able to feel breaks, and guys are always going to get clean breaks. Clean break, works back to the ball, catch, and the seer basically just figures ah, okay well he's running away from me somebody else will pick him up i'm just gonna jog this is that's that's this is piss poor effort from a defensive back who just know he gets beat over and over again and sucks and he's not going to be here next year so um i'm sure other teams are going to have fun with that uh while they're when you know when they're looking at him uh, to sign him next year that's going to make his stock go down a little bit marcus may who you know not to I, again i'm just honest i think he's a decent safety but i don't think he's very good i, I think he's okay um, he stays a little bit too, he doesn't come downhill enough right here. He stays too high. Uh, and bird just flattens out his angle and just runs past him because may does not come down at all. Um, now in this situation, if Austin were, uh, to get blocked by, by 16 and he was able to loop around him, it would have been a touchdown, but Austin gets off of his block. The one thing about Austin is I do like his mindset. I do like his aggression. I do like his strength, but I have a lot of problems with, with his technique overall. Um, so bad play by this year, bad play by May um, on that one. My second dud of the game is bless Austin. I thought he was brutal this game. I think he had, he had one nice tackle, uh, I believe in the screen game. But other than that, he was pretty bad. Again, he's been really bad this year. Um, he'll make a nice play on the broadcast angle, and everybody will hype him up. Uh, but overall, he's been he's been terrible. Um, he's showing that he should be a fifth, sixth string guy, maybe a fourth string guy at best right now. Um, and you know, it's no fault of his own. Listen, he's a sixth round pick. If, if the sixth round pick sticks as a, as a fourth or fifth corner, even a sixth string corner, that's that's it's honestly not. It's actually really. Uh, not valuable, but it's a that's a really good pick in terms of like success rates of six round picks. If if, this, if your six round pick is on your roster after a year, that's a positive. Obviously, ideally you want him to turn into like a Richard German, who I think was drafted actually in the, as a fifth round, um, but that's not going to happen. You know, just like every six round pick is not Tom Brady. But bottom of the screen, um, again, it's it's frustrating to watch how how they play. This is third and five situation. The, the Patriots have been going short all night. They didn't be, they've been beating at you at the sticks. Austin 
again, and it, and it's it's his alignment too. It's not even just like opening his hips up too soon. He lets guys work into his blind blind spot. He plays an inside leverage when he's supposed to have outside leverage. He plays outside leverage when he's supposed to play inside leverage. Um, his le- his leverage is just so damn off. So he opens shuffle technique. His eyes are on the deep, uh, on the receiver initially when he sends at him. Then his eyes go inside. His eyes go inside. He opens up. He lets this the receiver work completely into his blind spot. Doesn't see the break because he, he should see the break here, but he's not, his eyes are not on him. His eyes are inside. So he's late to feel that break. He sees Cam looking and loading up. That's why he breaks back. There's already this, you know, four or five yards of separation. And he just sits there. Look, it, look, look, look how long he sits there at the top of his break. Way too long. Then he makes a tackle. His, his, his leverage here and his eyes are awful. Opens. Eyes on the D, on the receiver, as you can see right here. He stems him into the blind spot. You'd never want people to be in your blind spot. And he's completely happy with him being in his blind spot. Opens again. Now he's looking inside. He's not looking at the receiver. His eyes are, he doesn't work his eyes back to him for a while. Sees Newton loading up to throw. And that's why he works back. And his eyes are still on the, on the uh, quarterback as even as he's starting to work back to the receiver. Oh, he made, he made a hit. Oh, Everybody, great job. Great job, Austin. You made a hit, but you gave up a first down. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I think, I think like one of his like family members, like came at me on Twitter. Uh, the other, it wasn't this game, but one of the games I was like, dude, that was a terrible play by Austin. He's like, Oh dude, F you, you couldn't do it. And that's exactly why I said on the show. Yes, I get, I'm not an NFL player, but to NFL standards, that's a bad play. And, uh, he quickly deleted all of his tweets. I try to follow him, but just to troll him a little bit, but he didn't, he didn't do it. Uh, Austin beat again, bottom of the screen. Wow. Shocker. Second and five. Austin to the bottom. I think, does he like hop into his backpedal? He like, he, he, he is one. He's really high in his backpedal. See all this motion right here at the, at the top of that, you know, that, of that break. That's not a good, this is not how you're supposed to stop. You're supposed to, you know, throw a T-step or a quarter step um, in your midline and work off of that, off of that step. But he hops back onto both heels to break back to the ball. And again, why are you giving up so much room? You're, you're, you're getting into a quick back pedal. Like if you're going to be this far off, that gives you the room to um, take read steps, take two, three steps backward, get really, really low into your stance, read the quarterback, read the quarterback's drop. So if he was to, if he was to play this far off, take his read steps, you know, right here, one, two, three, he would see the short drop. He would see him working. He would see this, uh, this, this drop, and then he could drive to the ball. But because he's not good in his stance, he's not good with his eyes. He's, he doesn't know what he's looking at. There's there's all this wasted movement right here. But to take if you're gonna take this that far off again, take read steps. Don't get into a full back pedal. Catch, turn up, first down. Easy seven eight yards. It, it it's it's it happens way too frequently. It, it really does. It's it's infuriating to watch. And, uh, at this point, and you have to blame someone on Donard Wilson. It's been happening for for five years um, with the Jets. Okay. I think I have like two, three more plays. Austin. All right. Austin beat third and six right here. Top of the screen. Again, he always plays on the side. 
again, Jets, players, their corners, open their hips up too soon. Again, no man's land. You're, you're, you're either press, squat, play off, but but don't be in no man's land where you're going to get within two yards of the guy and then start backpedaling because then you take you take away your read steps um, and you take away kind of the patience of your of your feet and being able to break at the top of the at the top of the brakes. So you're playing off. He stems you inside with not even a good stem right here. He he just he just releases right inside. You're forced to open your hips up because you're not close enough to get a shuffle in and get your hands on. He stems outside. Now again, because you had to you had to open inside because you're so freaking far off. Now he stems outside and now you're in oh shit mode. You have to open your hips up again, uh, open up outside, and now you're in full in full uh, run mode to go vertical. He stops. So again, good job by the receiver something inside, outside, and then stopping because now you're screwing with his hips because he's never got hands on and he's trying to make up ground instead of playing in a, po- a proper position to give him the advantage. Um, breaks back, catch. Third and six. It's just... It's not good. Um, two more plays. 33-39. I think it's actually a good rep by, by him. Again, I'll, I'll put good ones in there and there. They'll put bad... The one tackle I didn't put in there because it was a tackle. I'll admit that. I'm not going to... Oh, my God, look. He, he, ha- he hit a guy. Like It depends on how good it is. But So, even in this scenario... Like it's another situation where his hips are, this is good to bad. His hips are angled inside and he's protecting against deep, uh, you know, deep shots. But in terms of like him playing anything, uh, dig inside, uh, you know, anything outside, whether it be speed out, out, come back, you know, whatever. He's not, he's not in a position right here. Again, if he was a break outside right here, he's done. So I will preface this saying it's a good rep for deep coverage, but overall, in terms of short to intermediate, this is not good in my opinion. Hips are completely open. Um, looks to be reading the quarterback again. Lets the guy work into his blind spot. He speed turns. I like the angle that he takes when he speed turns right here. He doesn't cut it too flat. You'll have guys who will speed turn right here and and, and work too flat to try to cut off the guy and then get blown right by him. So I like that he takes a high angle as he speed turns. Works to the near shoulder, arm bars, goes over top, looks back to the ball as he squeezes him to the sideline, pass deflection. So good good angle on the speed turn, good job cutting him off, getting hip to hip, squeezing him to the sideline, choking that route off, and then finding the ball and getting the pass deflection. So good rep right there for deep coverage for, for Austin. Hold third and nine. Three, four first downs on on third down that Austin let up. This is just again. So he's in he's impressing this guy, and just based on again really simple things, hands are low to his knees, base is way too shallow. And um, as soon as the ball, as soon as the, the ball is snapped, he gets back onto his heels. So you're retreating. Retreats, okay, is able to open up. Uh, not, not the best release by the receiver. Opens up, gets hands on, but he holds him. It's just, this, this looks like laziness to me where he just, he just holds the guy. 
get hands on, stack them, you know, completely you know choke that route off by by getting on top of them instead of just being happy working to the hip can you can't just hold a guy that's that's just simple i'm not there's really no explanation just just let go of them you know obviously refs are going to call a ton of things or call everything against dbs you can't just hold a guy breaks outside and because he's kind of just again just just not jogging with them. They're obviously running faster than it looks because this is in slow motion, but um, he just happy holding onto the guy breaks, not ready for that break cuts outside. And now it's a hold again. Now, obviously first down for the Patriots um, continuing on with the duds. Number one, again, Adam Gates can give it to him every single game. I don't care. Uh, there's a couple of decisions, obviously in this game, the, 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 the biggest decision to me that just shows how much of a coward he is. I want to use a different word, but I won't, um, how much of a coward he is, is fourth and three, you know, midpoint or whatever it was in the first quarter. Um, you were zero and eight and you punt the ball on the 40 yard line on the team. So all the, all the teams, 40 yard line, you are in the green zone, fourth and three, you're just moving the ball and you punt You're zero and eight. Why are you punting like that? I'm not going to get all mad and, and, and kind of have a fabricated segment about me being mad about this. That's just, that is ridiculous. That, that is the most coward thing I've ever seen in my life. It, it really is. Uh, other thing, you know, 12 men on the field, giving up a first down the field goal attempt again, you know, Boyer him, whatever. He's the overseer of the team. Um, some of the decisions late to pass the ball instead of running the ball. Again, if you were for, um, you know, the Jets actually actually winning, which again, I, I think is under 10% of fans. There's a lot of fans who come out and, and calling people phonies and stuff like that for rooting against the team to lose, but are, yeah, for rooting the team, for rooting against the Jets, for rooting them, for rooting for them to lose, Jesus. Um, listen, if you're going to be happy with a win or two, because you're going to be happy for five minutes. Oh my God, the Jets won. Now we're one and eight. Yay. And then you go into the draft and you're the third pick and now you miss out on, on, on Lawrence again, who's a high, the most highly touted prospect since 2012 in terms of the quarterbacking position, or maybe you miss out on fields now because you wanted to a meaningless win on November 8th or whatever against the Patriots that nobody's going to remember by all means that I'm not going to tell you how to root, but to call people uh, phonies who are rooting against the Jets to win. Uh, those are the people who are smart, in my opinion, and who want long-term success for the Jets. And even if they don't want the quarterback, oh, well, I want Donald. Okay, fine. Guess what you can get for the first for the first overall pick with Trevor Lawrence coming out, the highly, you know, the, the most highly touted prospect in eight years, which, again, I think if you're skipping on him for to trade down and build around Donald, who hasn't shown much, that, again, that's on you. But... Um, just a little interesting with some of the Twitter interactions this week, for sure. All right, continuing on uh, to the studs. A couple of guys uh, who I thought played pretty well this game. Again, who will not be mentioned in the studs, but I'll mention in later segments. Uh, the third stud of the game to me was Lange. Um, had to be pretty impressed with him, obviously, coming in uh, as a special teams guy more of outside linebacker the first uh, year, year and a half he played with the Jets, but this game he was forced into more of that middle linebacker role, which I know he played a little bit earlier in the season, I believe, as well. Um, but overall, pretty good game. Um, it, it wasn't anything like like drastically great, like technically-wise or anything like that, but I, I thought his effort was great, and he played pretty good in the run game in terms of the pass game. Uh, nothing great, but overall for a guy – you know, not, not playing a lot of snaps in the season and coming in and playing as well as he did. You have to be pretty impressed again. Could be a guy who's decent depth, you know, um, 
moving moving in the future because he's not I don't think he's a starter um, in my opinion but uh, you want to see this from your depth guys you want to see guys who who you know go balls to the wall in every play and that's what Lange was doing so it's really really nice to see him giving that effort um, the most on the, it really is like him and uh, Ashton Davis who brought a lot of energy to this defense uh, obviously Fado Casio played well as uh, well too but it was really nice to see Lange right here um, he was the mic backer or actually he's the will on this play. He's the mic. He's the will. But they run the uh it's like a one one back power, but um it just does not work out. Everybody crashes inside. And again, this is just Jordan Jordan Jenkins. His his awareness on the outside has been brutal in my opinion, where he he he'll just take on the first on a contact. And right here, he should be reading the mesh point, reads the mesh point, sees the handoff, and work up field to make the tackle. But he he sees the puller and just takes on the puller. His eyes get so distracted by contact, it's absurd. He sees guys coming at him and he just takes them on. That's all you gotta do to Jenkins. Is just run guys at him and he'll he'll completely lose the ball carrier. Lang does a good job um reading it, staying over the top. I think he dives to this tackle. Good. He has good athleticism. He has better athleticism than I thought that I, that I remember him having. So um, good side on the silent speed right here. Good job tracking the ball carrier down, diving, um, making a tackle. Again, this is back-to-back plays for uh, Lange. One back power again, opposite side. I don't think the last play was one back. You almost categorize that more as like a sweep, really thinking about it. Um, again, well, this play is the backside. Reads his keys, sees the down block, sees the puller, sees the down block, sees the puller. Keys bring him to the to his left. Fills outside leverage, plants, ducks his head, makes a tackle. Good job. It's really as simple as that. Um, one more play of him again. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about him in some other plays. Um, of this review, but where I'm going to like isolate him on a play. These are, these are only two. Okay. People do, do people want to know a little bit, a little bit about Lange? Sure. Do they want me to spend 30 minutes on Lange? I'm going to go with no. Uh, Lange effort. People say that, Oh, he missed the sack twice here. He missed a sack once. Um, obviously is a free blitzer um, up the a gap. The uh, Burkhead does a good job filling, cutting him. He doesn't miss the sack right here. He, he he gets cut. Obviously loses his balance a little bit because of the cut. Works back to Newton. A little bit too high. You 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 like to see him um, stand his feet right here and wrap him up instead of jumping for him. Uh, Cam obviously ducks it. So you want to see a little bit better of a tackle attempt there, right there. Newton gets out of it, chucks the ball, um, gets it to his receiver who sits his wrap down. And Lange's effort right here is is awesome from from right here. To get to to uh, continue to keep his feet churning and, and chase down Newton after he didn't miss the sack, a little bit too high, falls down, continues to track, sees the ball carrier, continues to sprint, makes a tackle. That is awesome. That is just that's it's fantastic. So hell of a job by Lange. He gets the third stud of the game. Um, second stud of the game, I give it to Denzel Mims, uh, four receptions, 62 yards. Again, you have to be really, really happy with what you've seen from him so far, uh, through 
you know, what, three games now. Uh, let's see him more, you'd like to see him targeted more in the second half. Uh, but it is what it is. Again, I think he's playing a little bit too much slot. I, I don't remember. Obviously, I watched this game. I, I, I expedited. I did it pretty quickly. But uh, I know the first two games, he was getting a little bit too many reps in the slot. But overall, I have to be really, really happy with him. Um, just This is just a slant versus uh, Jason McCourty is 30. Um, pretty good break. I would like to see him sell his dry phase a little bit more and and hold him a little bit more with his eyes instead of peeking inside the entire time. But regardless, he is able to uh, to get break drive. His his foot is pretty much under his frame uh, or or relatively decent under his frame. So pretty tight break right there in the slant. Balls out in front of him. Again, his 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 ability to just contort his body and make catches that aren't really that easy look easy is ridiculous to me. Like this isn't necessarily the easiest catch. This is definitely a little bit too far in front of him. But again, extension, length, body control, good. You see how his hands are tight right here, or tighter. He's not like Chris Herndon trying to catch a ball like this, or however Chris Herndon tries to catch a ball, like literally like this on the one play. Um, nice tight hands. So good job with that. Good job extending the ball, looking the ball in. Catches it. Again, he's catching the nose. Tucks it immediately. Stiff arm. Duck under McCourty's uh, tackle attempt. And he could have maybe ran for more yards right here too. So, again, good, good, just good power, good stiff arm. Works past that. If he did not trip over his feet right here, like they, they trip over to those feet, Sit right, right there. Like his feet get tripped up. Maybe I, I probably not because he's having to accelerate all over again while McCourt, all the other McCourty brothers already running. But they trip. Um, but great job on the slant. Um, great job catching the ball again. Catches the nose of it, tucks it, stiff arm, stiff arm, stiff arm, run. And this is something that people will say, and I I know why people say this because it's this it's the stat stuff. But oh well, he wasn't a big yak guy at at Baylor, okay? Is there a reason why he was not a stat guy or a yak guy at Baylor? Yes, there is. The reason that he was that he ran so many freaking fades in that offense. That how many guys get a lot of yak off fades? You catch the ball, you go down. He wasn't running a lot of slants and overs and drags and things like that are that are conducive to getting, to getting yak yards. It's like, oh, well, he's a yak guy now. He, he couldn't do that at Baylor. No, the offense that he was in was not conducive to him getting yak based on the, the routes he was running. So that's a huge reason why he was not a big yak guy at Baylor um, because of the routes he ran. Um, wins top. Oh, yeah, top of the screen right here. Again, a little better releases this game uh, for, for sure. Gets even off the line. Runs his feet a little bit more like a like a rocker step right here at the end. Where he's going to drive off that end step, cross his face, and then explode inside. So, you have like a little bit of like a foot, like a like a get even into a into a foot fire, a rocker step type deal. Gets even, foot fire, rocker. Good job being prepared to as he's crossing the face. As you're going to cross the face, you're going to beat a guy. Their last ditch effort is going to be to throw their hands. So good job by by Mims being ready for the hands. Swipes the hands away, works vertically. There's some pressure, but right here, 
If he wasn't pressured or he didn't roll out to the right, is Mims open deep? Yes. He was, he was open deep right there for potentially, you know, a, a 80 or 79 yard touchdown. So um, good job attacking the leverage. Again, a guy's a little bit outside. So he almost like it's like a get even more or maybe even a shuffle if he works a little bit towards him. Again, there's so many different terminology for uh, different releases in terms of like how they attack leverages and things like that. So uh, get even shuffle, shuffle technique, runs his feet, crosses the face, active hands, works vertically, beats his guy deep. And then uh, Flacco checks it down to uh, whoever this is. So continuing on. 14 push okay yes yeah, so this isn't this is anything like crazy like this is this is not something that people are like oh my god and puts on a highlight film for mims um but it's something like a little, it looks a little technical thing about route running that I, that I did like to see from him. So they run a mesh concept, um, or you can even call it more of unders because of how I would call it more of an unders concept, just because of how, how far they, they work, um, or how far distance they are in terms of these two drags, uh, which is a, unders is a mesh con- concept. that's a little bit different. Um, because again, the, the alignment, but unders, and the thing I like about what Mims does right here is he pushes his route enough vertically. A lot of guys who are not patient with their routes would break this um, too shallow and then allow the defensive back who's in man coverage to just get right on their hip and, 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 and stream them, um, as they call it. Just get right on his ass for the mesh concept. That's what you want to do um, to guard against the, the natural rubs and things like that. But he does a really good job holding him vertical and, and pushing a little bit vertical right here to make him in a tough position where if he was to just cut this too flat, he would work to his ass where again, he does a good job um, staying patient, working up the field a little bit first and then breaking underneath right here. So he works vertically and then breaks underneath, putting him in a tough spot. Whereas if he was just to break it too far underneath at the 45 yard line right here, it would have made the decision for the uh, corner. Now the corner's in a shitty position where he kind of has to avoid the natural rub right there. That's created by the mesh. And again, in a situation where, well, Adoga held right here too because Adoga opens his hips up too early and, and didn't really frame his rusher well, didn't split him with his outside foot. So uh, if you're looking at Adoga, not a good job right there opening up. You want to see him uh, get to his set point, split him, and, sh- and shoot instead of opening up, his, uh, opening up his hips, forces the hold. Now, if there's a scenario where Flacco was looking at Mims the entire time. And again, I'm freaking keep itching my nose. My heat sort of blasting in my house. So it's bothering the shit of me. Um, but if in a scenario where he was looking towards Mims, what happens? He leads Mims and um, he gets hit right here. Instead of getting hit here and to his back shoulder, he would get hit, you know, and even if it was a little bit later, even if it was here, he would lead him. And then Mims would turn and run up, uh, run up field for more, for extra yardage. I don't think he gets the first down here. Yeah, he doesn't, and it's third down. So, again, in a scenario where Dogo was a better blocker, this is most likely a first down. So, really good job just pushing the route right there. Um, I, I like that a lot. It's a little thing, but I, I did like that. Looking at that, 
Let's see. Three more plays of Mims. Oh, this is where they run that this like deep stop route right here from Mims. Again, he's a he really does remind me of AJ Green. Um, how physical he is, how lanky he is, his body control, his ability to catch the balls outside of his frame, the yak ability. AJ Green had some of that as well. Um, the ability to go up and get the ball, contested contested catches. I'm excited for Mims. Right here again with a little bit of a reduced split. Uh, corner has outside leverage. Takes one hard step towards the corner, which opens up his hips. He takes that open hip, the open gate, runs vertical. There's like he again, he's he was clocked as like a four, three, eight, or whatever the hell he was clocked at. Do I think he's that fast? No, but I think we're picking at you know, picking at straws where it's maybe he's like a four, four guy. Um, but still, really, really good speed in terms of a guy being like six, two, six, three, and, and two, ten plus. He's got really good speed, so stems him. Takes the inside, and again, four. There's a difference. You gotta you gotta look at routes, and are they running at 90, 95, 99, 100, 85, 75, and see how quick their breaks are? Because if you're if you're running a sharp break at seventy five, yeah, that's great. But is it as good as a guy running ninety five percent and doing a sharp break? Uh, Julio Jones is ridiculous in terms of selling his drive phase and getting out of his breaks. It's 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 absurd how freaky that guy is. Um, so. Stems takes the inside stop and look at his drive phase. Like he is selling right here. Look how you see how freaking hard he's pumping down the field. I, I want people to notice how hard he's selling that drive phase. Cause if he's not, maybe this, maybe this DB doesn't open up as much as he does, but this is really important how well he sells that because he is trucking down field right here. Impressive. And, and it's not just impressive because he's, he's driving down the field, how quickly he gets out of his break right here. And I'll show the technique of, like it's it's impressive how good he gets out of his break considering his drive phase and his technique is not fantastic and he still does a really good job. That's pretty quick to get out of that break. Now in terms of the break, um, like the actual technique of it, again, he sits down a little bit into that break. You see that you see the stop step. I think it's a little bit overextension right here. He he's he's lunging into it a little bit. You want to see that again, slam more down and 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 uh you want your your knee to be more over your toe. Um, come over your toe instead of being so far extended. So I think he's a little bit overextended right here with his body a little bit too upright. And he sits it, he's sitting it back a little bit again. So he, he is leaning over his, his knees, but he's sitting it back a little bit. I want to see him more condensed than over, over his stop steps, but stop, stop. Three stop steps. So one, two, three. Uh, the only thing I would say is he's leaning out of it a little bit too soon, but then he breaks and works back to the ball again. The the craziest break, no, but in terms of bad technique or, or or technique that can be improved, plus the the how how well he's selling his drive phase right there is a really impressive break. It, it really is. Um, if when when this is cleaned up, which it will be, he will continue to learn route running. Um, he's going to be. I think he's a freak. I I, I do. One two yeah. Again, just watching it from this angle, um, how quickly he's out of these breaks with not the best technique is absurd. Um, the ball is in an awkward spot, so he, he does jump back to the ball. Ideally, you don't want to see him catch it with his body, but it is what it is. He, he makes the catch. It's going to happen sometimes where you're not really sure how to, how to catch it. Could he have worked back to the ball and squatted a little bit and went overhand or overhand 
yes. Um, but he does still catch it, obviously, tuck it. Uh, it brings the ball in. Let's see, 22. Mims gets open. Reduce split right here. Outside leverage or the corner. Let's see what he does. Just another get even, get even almost like a split release. Well, a split release would really be him bringing this foot halfway back and this foot halfway up. Um, but he brings his foot up to even and then just releases inside. That's all he does. Get even, speed release inside. Stems vertically. Again, and a good job stemming vertically and then breaking inside because a lot of guys right here on the, what is this, an over? Yeah, a lot of guys in the over right here are just going to release inside and work over. And this guy's just going to work up to their hip. But because he gets inside and then sells vertical and curves this up and bends this up, now he's gonna, now this corner is going to work vertical and it gives him that extra um, kind of space at the top of the break, knowing that he's going to break here. Whereas if he were to, to get inside and then just start bending this, the, the corner is going to know um, – that he's running the over route and to just work on his hip where again, now that he's holding him vertical, he has that split second at the top of the break to create more separation. So good job getting vertical. A little bit of like a peak technique looks outside prepares for any hands that might come drops. Good job getting in that drive step under his frame explodes inside. And again is open. You get a, you have a little bit of pressure right here because, uh, Adoga gets bull. Adoga gets bull rushed. Steps on a foot of Lewis a little bit. Gets a little bit off balance and gets bull rushed. Uh, play action, which again Flacco does a really good job of selling. That's something that Darnold does not do. Let's be honest. Again, I'm being brutal honest. Darnold rarely sells play action. Does not make guys bite on a lot because he does not sell it well. He sells it well. Again, you can't see the ball like that. That's that's great. Sells it. Now, if he had more time right here, again, what happens? They run a, a deep mesh concept. He's working on the over. What happens? Leads him. He has a, he has a yard or two of separation. He catches it. He turns up field. But because there's pressure from Adoga again, he can't step into the throw. The ball is, uh, is too high. He sails it. Where again, if it was leading him at this point, is this a touchdown? Catches it, turn up field? Pro I would say probably. If I had to guess if this ball is led right here, eh, maybe not. He, Jackson is he's decently fast, so maybe it's, it, it's not a, a touchdown. But we just saw a catch where it could have went for more yak yardage for a first down, and we saw another 20 to maybe 30-yard catch that was eliminated because of uh, the quarterback not being able to step into the throw because of the tackle. So these are things you got to look at. Mims had a good game. Uh, last play of Mims, at least in this segment. Yak. Again, and he's a he's a guy uh, like in terms of his route running, he, he needs improvement. He needs to get used to routes because again, Baylor didn't run a ton of routes. Um, but he's gonna be a guy who's gonna be able to be vertical, deep over, curls, slants, you know, screens. Like I think he's gonna be able to do everything. He's not just a vertical threat, he's really not. So works over from the right side of the the screen from the uh from the boundary side. 
right here on the on the uh, shallow cross. The, again, Lewis got beat up again this game. Not as bad as as previous, but um, there's too much of of him retreating while he throws punches. Nixon's punch not strong. Arm gets chopped. They run a stunt because his arm gets chopped and he's off balance. He's not able to um, to pass this off where he was, obviously, to maintain more balance. He would be more upright. He would stop this more, stop the penetration. Adogo would be able to step in, grab it. He would be staying square, pick up the, the stunt. But because Lewis could speed right here, it kind of, you know, there's pressure in Flacco's face. Flacco has to obviously uh, throws it to Mims. Good job by Mims catching the ball. That's not necessarily the easiest catch. Turns up field. JC Jackson uh, coming at a hard angle over the top. He sees that plants stiff arm. Runs forward for another, let's say, five, seven, eight yards. Good job. Great job by Mims this game, for sure. Um, number one stud of the game. I only got four plays of him, but Brashad Perryman, you have to give it to him. Uh, he did have a drop, which I'll show, but five receptions, 101 yards, two touchdowns. That should have been three touchdowns. You got to give him the, the number one stud. Um, the first play that I will show is the, the drop, um, which was his fault. Obviously, it's not the easiest catch, but uh, overall, it, is, it, it was his fault. Top of the screen, runs the vertical. This is I show this again, and if you've been watching every single show, you saw this really. You've seen this really so many times. I sh I've shown it uh, uh, with this hop step. He loves this top, this hop step release where he drives off of the front foot and then screws up the DB's timing because DBs think that now this foot's going to come all the way up and he's going to break off of that outside foot. But he loves to hop off of that right foot, come up halfway, and again, drive off of that right foot. That's the hop step. Hop step, outside, eats up that space to the DB, gets on his toes. DB hops back with his hands down, screws the timing a little bit, gets outside, defeats the hands, punches over, and then just uses speed to get over top. Again, if... Perriman's healthy, and if this is what you're, this is more of what you're getting every game. Even the Bills game, the Bills, oh, we only had four receptions for 32 yards, whatever the hell it was. If Donald hits him on that one over route, you're looking at five receptions for for 80 yards. You know, like that's that. It's it's one play that can make a difference with these with these stat with with the stat people who just go type in Google the stats. Um, and it's another thing with Donald. We'll talk about this game a little bit. Is like, oh well, he had he had Crowder, Mims, and Perriman, so Donald would have done just as well. If, if, if people are so black and white in terms of their thinking where there's no gray area, where there's no area for, for logical discussions where, okay, Perryman was open on some of these plays that Flacco threw absolute dimes to where Donald there at times wouldn't have seen him, wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been able to throw it. Um, would have scrambled out too early. Like if you just think that, Oh, well the, the receivers being here was the only difference. That's why Flacco played better than Donald did any game this season. Um, you're crazy. I, I, in my opinion, uh, Again, I've had plenty of plays. You know, if this is your first time, go back to the shows. You think I'm crazy. There's plenty of plays that I show of guys running wide open with, you know, five yards of separation that Donald's looking at them and doesn't throw the ball. So what does it make a difference if it's if it's Perryman running with two yards of separation or Cager on a dig route against the Broncos running with five yards of separation and he doesn't and he doesn't throw the ball? 
because his name is Perriman. Again, is this, is this Madden? He has a red glowing light over his head when he's open, so Donald can see him. Again, not killing Donald too much, but let's be fair. Donald's been, and you say it a lot on the live stream, I thought I, he could have been a top five quarterback in the league coming out. And after his rookie year, I was really, really excited. And I thought he was going to be the long-term guy for the Jets. But the last you know, year of his career, even at an end of last year, like playing the Bills backups, you know, all the, you know, these games uh, towards the end of the season weren't pretty. Like I watched him against the Bills and the Steelers. And I was like, ugh, like this is not great quarterbacking uh, at all. And now coming into this year where he's had two okay games, with the, the 49ers game and uh, the Chiefs game, he was okay. But other than that, he's been bad. Like the Broncos game was terrible. The Colts game was terrible. Um, you know, so, but regardless, he wins outside and vertical. Just pure speed. And if this is the guy you're getting. If, if he was healthy, which is the problem with him, it's not, it's not his skill. I don't think it's the health. If he was healthy 16 games, I think he's a thousand yard receiver. I do. Um, I like Perryman more than other people do. So if he were to resign here, you know, uh, let's say for another eight, $9 million contract and you have, you have Perryman, you, and maybe that should have some, some injury, uh, not settlements, but clauses or whatever in it, but Perryman Crowder Mims, and then you bring in like another rookie, like set, you know, second round guy. And you have the, you're four deep like that with Barrios as, as a backup, your fifth guy. Uh, I'm happy with that receiver group. I think you should bring in another body, though, who, who could play uh, starters types of reps. Again, beats his guy. Um, the problem with this is he, he doesn't look the ball in fully. You're going to see this from a different angle. I think that's a little bit better in terms of him looking the ball in. So he tracks the ball. Problem is he isn't looking in fully. You see his eyes get a little bit lost right there. Where he's not looking the ball in. He doesn't, he doesn't look it into his hands. You see his eyes are not on the ball. So little things like that. You want to look it into your hands. And again, he goes he goes to look towards where he is in, ter in terms of his relation to the field before he actually looks the ball. And you got to secure the catch first. So doesn't look the ball in, and that's why he drops it. Again, not, not an easy freaking play to make coming overhand like that and working over top of the corner's hands, but you do want to see him catch this. So good job, good route, but you want to see him finish. Three more, play, uh, three more plays of him. 19. Stutter go. This is right after the uh, Mims um, stop route. So good job setting up this play in terms of running the stop and then and same uh, formation with that condensed split and running a wildly on this side. I, I don't know if this was a, uh, a slot formation on the bottom, uh, but sim same to the top. Yeah, and I I like I like him, and it's not just because of this game. I said I said even everybody goes to his Buccaneers, and you see you hear the same thing reiterated by ninety five percent of people. Oh, well, those last five games, Jameis Winston's just chucking the ball up to him. There's plays during the first freaking ten weeks of the season where he's getting open. He burned Darius Slay, he burned whoever else, but he's the third or fourth read because you had Godwin, Evans, and uh, and OJ Howard, and even Brait to a certain extent, was it Brait? Yeah, Brait to a certain extent, um, where he wasn't being looked at. So he was getting open those first couple of weeks. He just wasn't being targeted. Like, I, I hate hearing that over and over again. So I think Perryman's better than people realize he is. Again, this is one of the guys where I'll, I'll, st I'll stand against people a little bit with maybe guys like May and 
bless Austin and Pool, but I'll stay. I'll you know stand against people a little bit for uh for guys like Perryman, Fant, Van Roten. Um, but corners playing heads up to outside looks like he's a little bit outside leverage right here in press. Skip release to the outside. So good job stemming him outside. Because again, if you want room inside, you got to move him outside. If you want room inside, you got to him outside. Obviously, there's situations where that could be different. But in this situation where he's outside leverage, that's fine. Skip release outside. Gets the corner to angle his hips off outside. He takes inside. Works vertical. Patters the feet. One, two. You see the corner. Goes to break inside to to uh, contest that break to crowd that break, right there, and he continues vertical. Beats him by a yard or two. Flacco throws a dime. Touchdown. So let's watch around in full speed again. Skip, stem him outside, take vertical, one two, slows down the corner, tracks the ball, catch, touchdown. Awesome, awesome play. Fantastic. 2631. Perryman speed. Okay, so you just know pretty much a pure speed right here, which again is pot, you know, guys running four threes. It's all literally all he does is, st is stem completely vertical, and then the corner opens his hips up, and he's gonna take that outside. If you're gonna give him this much room outside, this much green grass to the sideline, he's gonna take it. That's all he does. It's just just pure speed and then just tracks the ball. And good job right there at the hand, too, right? Where was it? Right there. Bah. Good peripheral vision to see that hand coming. Continues to work over the top. Now, this is a pass interference. Um, they get tripped up a little bit. Again, is it, is it not? It's a little bit of a soft call. Um, my thing with, here, with this is, too, okay, so Perryman should have had that other touchdown. They dropped this ball. If this is a better ball from Flacco, again, being fair, this is the green grass. It's the sideline. You, when you're throwing vertical, you want to throw outside. You want, to, you want to lead them, obviously, vertically and outside. You don't want to throw it inside, especially when the guy's coming from inside. You don't want Perryman to have to work back through the corner. You want to throw it to the, to the open area. So not a good ball by Flacco because if he did not have to gear down right here, you can see he clearly gears down and is tracking the ball and has to work back to it. See what I'm saying? Like If you don't see that he's gearing down right here, I don't, I don't know what you're watching. Um, and if this is more toward, let's say, the – the seven to five yard line, he, he's running this ball in for a touchdown because he is jogging right here. Not, I'm, you know, not jogging, but maybe running 70%, 75%. So bad ball by Flacco. This could have been another touchdown for him. There, oh, yeah, there's the hold. Okay. That's what they've seen because he's literally grabbing that, that inside arm, that left arm. Flacco needs to throw a better ball on that one. All right, one more play. Shuffle release. Okay, changing up the releases a little bit here. Bottom of the screen. Yeah, shuffle release. Again, so you just square the corners like a little bit outside leverage, and you're just squaring them up with that with that shuffle release, where he's where he's keeping the 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 foot that's up. Um. 
up while he's working outside. We're just going to shuffle outside. So shuffle release to square him up. Um, now, if that back leg stayed back and he was working straight vertical, I call it a dead, dead leg release. But this is a shuffle release. And he literally breaks the, the corner's ankles. Turf monster got him. Shuffles. He hops back because he's, he's challenging his leverage. And that hop back causes him to trip, and he's wide open for a touchdown. That's because of the, you know, the release was a part of that. If, if he didn't, if he didn't challenge him and make him hop back like that, then he doesn't, you know, um, trip like he does. So he breaks his ankles with the shuffle release. One, two, takes the outside, breaks his ankles, completely wide open, easy touchdown. Again, could have legitimately had four touchdowns this game. If, if Flacco leads him the last play, if he catches the other one, he could have had a three, four touchdown game, which is fantastic. Obviously it's, you know, you have three, four touchdowns in a game or even two, you know, two that he had, that's a great game for a receiver, any receiver, two touchdowns over a hundred yards is great. Bad from the offense. Um, I put Lewis in there. I showed a play of him before. Maybe I'll show another one. Herndon completely absent. Um, Perrine is a guy who I, I think he, sometimes he takes what's there. Well, no, not not he takes what's there. Sometimes he, he makes some plays that are pretty generic, to be honest, or I'm not going to show plays of him like hitting holes that are, that are wide open unless he's setting it up. Well, um, I see more misplays from him than I see plays that are, that are plus plays. And, um, he doesn't see holes that are, that are there in my opinion at times. Again, he doesn't keep active eyes and he kind of, he'll kind of just duck his head, um, into the first like area that he can get a yard or two. Where on plays like this, I want to see him have more patience. Zone plays, you want to have patience. Again, reading the DB's leverage, or not the DB's, the, the, the defense's leverage as you're, as you're taking his handoff is what at this point? Is what? Outside, outside, outside. He has inside leverage on him. He's working over the top. He's working over the top. At this point, and again, you know, he has to, it, it, he's closer. He's, he's, he's not, he doesn't have a bird's eye view of this. So he's going to take a little bit longer to read this, but running backs are expected to read this at the, and it's not even here. It goes to here. What's, what's going to be more open right here. A cutback, bend the run back. Don't just run into this, into this whole contested area, because if he were to press this a little bit and then cut the run back, this guy again is working over the top. He has inside leverage inside, 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 and he's uh, he has placed a leverage on him. This this cutback lane is open. See, what I'm saying he 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 just buries himself into into traffic because he doesn't keep active eyes. Right here, make a decision, cut back. So, um, not very impressive, Preen. Uh, again, I'm a guy who I, I said I liked him coming out of college, uh, but so far, and again, early into his rookie year, uh, he's or. or earlier halfway through the rookie year um he has something to develop but overall i haven't been overly impressed with him um the bad from the defense uh huff was a little more quiet in this game i put him as as one of the bads i know he had a good player too and like coverage well not really to be honest i saw the playing coverage he dropped into like an intermediate hook zone and made a tackle it wasn't anything great a little bit more quiet this game um i would have not really even mentioned him if he didn't get beat for the touchdown but the fact that he was quiet and then gave up a touchdown um, I, I did put him in, in the bad from the defense again, relative to expectations. It's not really that bad. He's, he's getting, uh, snaps as an undrafted guy. I'm really excited for his future, but this game, he struggled a little bit, uh, read option from the Pats. He's on the edge right here. 
He's got to pinch down the mesh point, but he cannot get beat outside. Again, if he hands this inside, this is not your responsibility for Huff. Your your responsibility is this left edge, the the, the right of the of the offense. Again, he hands it off. You have guys here who should be making the tackle, um, specifically uh, Davis right here, or not Davis, uh, Lange. Pinches too far inside. Newton reads that. The hips, him working inside, knows he can take the edge on him. Takes the edge on him, outruns him. Stiff arms him too, touchdown. So, uh, you can't pinch so far down inside. I'm, I'm fine with him shuffling, but you've got to make sure you're, you're not going to get outflanked um, outside of you. So, good speed for the read option. Uh, Hewitt, I thought, had a, had a few missed tackles in this game, uh, two or three. Um, didn't look great. Again, I think he's a backup type player. Uh, Jenkins, I showed on the one rep, he looks lost on some reps. May, overall, was quiet this game. Uh, I have two miscellaneous plays from the defense. Um, Jets blown D. Again, it, let's see what this is. This looks like it's supposed to be uh, Tampa 2, but the Jets' defense all gets sucked up. Because it, it wouldn't make any sense for it to be manned because then he wouldn't pass this off. Um, and he wouldn't be passing this off, and he wouldn't just be um, turning into that, into that Tampa role. So the Jets' defense gets sucked up. This year, which this looks like it's going to be like an inverted cover two where he's going to be deep, he's going to be deep uh, half, he's going to be deep half, and then he's a cloud and he's going to pass it off. So him being the cloud and passing that off, May has to get over top of that because he doesn't, which one, in this situation, there's no two threats. So I don't know why he's passing this off, to be completely honest, from Austin. So Austin shouldn't be passing this off. But regardless, he does. May has to get over the top. This year, um, passes off the seam route to... Uh, May, who was over top of this one, he gets sucked. The you know, the linebacker gets sucked up, so he can't match the seam. Nobody picks up the seam, and again, if this ball is on target, the Jets just got beat for a, you know, uh, a what a, a seventy three yard touchdown. But Cam Newton misses misses the throw. Unacceptable. It can't happen. 41. Uh, Hall Davis. Uh, this is the play right to set up the field goal. That, I'm not, I didn't give Davis or Hall or anybody a dud for this because they, they played overall well, but this is a, this is a blown play by the defense. Again, like eight seconds left in the game. Um, you cannot be giving up plays like this. And again, for me, for fans who wanted the Jets to lose and play competitively, this is this is what we wanted. <laughs> but <clears throat> in terms of the actual team, they shouldn't want this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I don't like the alignment right here, but it looks like you have a cover six where you have half, quarter, quarter. Um, I would see him stay more over the top of the one if this was a quarter. So I don't like the alignment right here. Um, that's what it looks like a cover six or people call it a, when people call it a, a 42 defense too. people try to get fancy 42 cover, you know, quarter, quarter, half cover six, whatever. They're all the same thing. 
Um, the couple things about this is this is Langy's only responsibility right here. The two, there is no three threat and, and he's not going to be matching the one. So Langy, in my opinion, should not be so aggressive on this play. Again, considering it's eight seconds left, you don't want get guys to get behind you. Um, and you want to stay over the top of them. I don't like that Langy doesn't press. And if he, if he press and he retreats like a hinge technique, I'm fine with that, but he needs to stay over the top of his guy. So I, I think Langy has bad coverage right here where Langy lets his guy get outside of him. You have Hall, who, again, you have to, this is situational awareness. This is him being a rookie and playing his first game in over a year. Um, he sees the, the two coming out and then starts to uh, work towards that or get his eyes on that. And he passes off the number one to Davis. So a few problems here. Again, you want Langy to stay more over the top of this and choke this off. You want Hall to be aware that, okay, you know, even if he does catch this, catch this ball, you know, at, at this point, rally, make a tackle, and it's a 57-yard field goal. So he has to stay over the top. He has to stay over the top of the number one. And now going to Davis is, you know, that they're trying to get to the 45, 40, 35-yard line. Why are, you, why are you at the 30? Listen, if he wants to chuck the ball deep, then, rat, then the ball's going to be in the air for longer. You're going you're gonna, to uh, run with him, make the tackle, and then the game is over. You know that they're trying to get to the um, – the 35-ish yard line, 35 to 30, or let's just say anywhere from the 40 to 30, you cannot play this far deep. He's giving him way too much space, 13 yards of space right there. So he gets way too deep. He doesn't match like he's supposed to. He Again, um, it's, it's a little bit because of him. He needs to stay over the top. He needs to carry this situational awareness, and he cannot be so far deep. He's, so, he's too far deep. He you know, runs a dig, sits it down in, in a soft spot, catches it at the – the 33 yard line. And then they make, and then they uh, run up where again, if he were to make this, let's say he were to break outside and make this catch, then he gets to the, the, at the max 40, if he makes a tackle and that's a 57 yard. So he shouldn't pass this off. He needs to stay over the top way too deep from Davis. They attacked the inexperience right there and uh, kicked the game winning field goal after that. Um, good from the offense. Uh, Flacco ha had to put him in here. Obviously, he didn't. He, there were some plays he didn't make. Again, that 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 deep throw at Perryman should have had that. Uh, but overall, eighteen for twenty-five, two hundred and sixty-two yards, three touchdowns, one brutal interception. But again, I think the best game that the Jets quarterback has played this season. It, it's just regardless of weapons, whatever you want to make excuses for Donald for, this is the best game. He threw some dots. Uh, I got three plays of him. Uh, there's two plays on Mims too that I that I didn't show Crowder getting open. I got a little bit distracted, but there's there's a player too where Crowder did get open um, that I completely forgot to show when I was talking about Mims. I remember marking that down, but I, I forgot. But Crowder's getting open too. Um, Crowder's on the bottom right here. Outside release and just runs a corner out. Um, this corner is too far in, inside, in my opinion, and it opens up and gives him the outside. Um, so especially with his corner <clears throat> with another DB inside. He wants to play more outside and funnel it inside. So not a good job of this defensive back, but Crowder takes the outside, runs the corner out. Flacco reads the leverage. He throws the ball when he sees this over the top outside. He's going to throw outside because you know he's running a corner out. <clears throat> throws. This is the best throw of the year. Um, I, know, I know Donald had that one play against the – what game was that? When he, when he threw uh, – was that the 
I forget what game that was. We threw a really nice ball. Whatever game that was. I think this is better. This is a ridiculous throw. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so great freaking ball by Flacco. Again, good job reading the leverages, knowing that he's going to be open over top and outside. That is absurd throw. That's as good as it gets. Good job by Crowder tracking the ball. Toe taps, cradles the ball, awareness of the sideline, drags the foot. I saw this on live. I was like, no, no, no. There's no way he was in because it's such a small area that he got in. Perfect spiral right into his hands. Catch, drag the feet. Absolutely beautiful play. This is probably the best play of the year in terms of like a throw and a catch. I think. That's the top of my head, I think it is. Um, I showed some of the other plays of, of Flacco, who just did a good job delivering the ball, getting it where he needed to, to be. Um, this play is not a good one, the, the interception. Again, I'm not, if this was Darnold, I would have spent more time, more than three plays on him. But again, situational awareness, interception, six minutes left, up seven, first and 10. What do you want to do? The, 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 the patch just went on a long drive. I think they took like six, seven minutes off the clock. You want to take time off the clock. It, I, again, unless you're a fan of the tank, which Flacco is. Again, give us some exciting throws and then throws interception. Play action, good job selling it. Turns, the Patriots look to be running an inverted cover two with, the, with the, uh, the corner deep and the safety deep. They run um, a Yankee concept here with a deep over and the post. He thinks that, the, uh, that this corner or the, the, the safety, I believe this is a safety, um, is going to drive on the over, but he doesn't. He's going to pass it off to, to uh, the safety right here, which I believe is McCordy right here. So he picks up the post, picks it up, he throws it into double coverage, um, and the ball is intercepted. But, again, why are you forcing this in a situation where you're up seven? <coughs> I get that you see him with inside leverage, but you have to read the safety or this defensive back. So I, I get this, but if he has such far inside leverage, does he have help here? Probably. He doesn't see that, throws the ball, where if you look underneath, what do you have? Well, let's look everywhere else. If he throws the ball, if, if he's looking and going to throw the ball at this point, he has this deep over to get to the 35-yard line. And again, now you're working into field goal position. This is on first down, mind you. So that's, that's easy 15 yards right there. Oops, sorry. You have this wide open. Again, catches the ball, turns it up, probably runs for first down. You have Gore open, doesn't throw it. So he has three guys he got to hit. One, two, three. Him a little bit earlier. Instead, he chucks it up to, 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 to Mims, um, forces it for interception. Again, fan of the tank, but in terms of quarterbacking, not good. One more play. Situation where you cannot take a sack. Second and two, 129 left. Um, and takes a sack. Or again, in this situation, this is a terrible play. He, he, he choked at the end. Like that, that last interception in this play is awful. It's second and two. There's a minute and a half left in the game. You want to, to continue to drive, um, to kick a field goal. What does he do? Forces, um, tries to force a ball deep, or he, he looks deep um, instead of just taking what's given to him. Drops back. Reads the defense, doesn't see anything he wants to throw. He doesn't want to, th you know, this safety can bite down on this. He doesn't want to throw that. This guy's over the top. He doesn't want to throw this. So what should he do? Look underneath. 
P. Ryan is wide open. Check it down. He catches the ball. He turns it to the forty yard line, and now it's now it's a minute and twenty left. And you, I believe they still have timeouts at this point. You have you have a minute and twenty seconds left on the forty yard line to get twenty five to thirty yards. He doesn't he doesn't throw it. He takes a sack. Now it's third and whatever instead of you know first and first and ten from the forty yard line. Again, P, P Ryan's open for a while right here, and he has a pretty clean pocket. Now Adoga gets beat again because his punch is awful. He's punching to the inside shoulder with two hands. I didn't put him on my bat from the offensive game, but after watching a couple of the plays and breaking it down as I did, um, again, I, I record these and just run through them and label them. Um, he had a bad game. Him and, him and Lewis had a bad game. But everybody else, like McGovern, uh, Van Roten, and, and Fan all had good games. He gets beat. Just ragdolled. Let's up the sack. But again, Flacco doesn't see anything deep. Check it down, buddy. He's open. He's wide open for a while. Bad. That's not good. Moving on. Um, I put Fant. I put Greg Van Roten. Um, I have one play of Greg Van Roden that I thought was pretty nice that I want to show or Greg Van Roden and Connor McGovern in this play. Pass protection. So McGovern engages with the one tech, hands inside. Uh, 99 gets gets under his pads a little bit. Rushes the big A gap to the, to the uh, one tech's right. McGovern drops that back foot, opens his hips up, attacks the ribs, and trucks his guy to the ground. So he does get, he, you know, not the best right here where he gets, lifts it up a little bit and he, and he lets some penetration into the A gap, but good recovery, good, uh, good just um, athleticism. Trucks him. I like to see that. And then uh, obviously you, you have Van Roten drag hand to the left. Sees it. McGovern picked it up. Scans to the right. Plows. Good job by McGovern. I like his physicality. I do. He, he, likes, he likes to do these type of things. Plows him. <laughs> Sends him flying. That's nice. It's good to see. This is always fun to see in the front seven. Two guys flying. One, two. Clean pocket. Dumps it off to Gore. Uh, it's like GVR McGovern. I said a Doga may, but gave up gave up a hold in the sack. Uh, he gave up plenty of plays or gave up pressures. I, I put him in the bad from the offense. I uh, take that back. Uh, Gore overall, I thought he played pretty well. Uh, Crowder had that one beautiful touchdown catch, uh, but he's opened another couple times that that he was uh not targeted because Mims was targeted. Uh, Becton good when he was in, but I think this is not again one of his like. The the game against the Chiefs and this game were were decent games, but his games against like the the Niners, the Bills, whoever else in the beginning of the season were better. Um, he's struggling a little bit with injury right now, I, I think, because he hasn't been as good. He's been solid. Again, do not get me wrong. I don't want people to go crazy, but there are a, a few plays where his technique is, is coming back to bite him a little bit because he maybe doesn't have the physicality um, he had pre-injury just because of, you know, obviously he's playing injured. They need to sit. listen. If he's injured at all, sit him. And this is a problem with having a coach who wants to win and and either keep his job or you know continue to build. You know, 
air quotes, build his resume for offensive coordinator job or whatever he's looking to get after this. Um, you're going to play a guy who needs to be healthy for the future. Like we don't, I don't care if Beckton sits the rest of the season. Obviously I want to see him play, but um, yeah, the, yeah, the mid zone. And these are some of the plays where I, I, I say that Beckton um, kind of relies a little bit too much on his strength. Uh, I want to say him defeat the hander here where this guy stacks him, 91 stacks him. He never really works to defeat the hands. And he just needs a base blocker right here. Just get his hands on and drive them where Beckton is a little bit too more rely on his one hand where he just gets his right hand on him and never gets his left hand on him. He, he never really covers with his hips. Um, he just continues to run him outside. Not, he never maintains a, or never tries to get contact with the outside arm. He gets shed and guy makes a tackle again, get, get two hands on, uh, square your hips up to him and drive them. Don't just, you know, kind of just throw one hand out there and, and, and run because he's going to be able to defeat that one hand pretty easily, no matter how strong you are. So not the best play by Beckton there. Let's up the tackle. Again, being fair, I think he's been fantastic. I think he's been better than every reason expected. I think his lows being decent play is much better than the lows of what we thought were going to be bad games or, or bad plays. Um, he's been fantastic. I just want to preface that, people. Don't go crazy. I think he's going to be an elite tackle. Is he there yet? No. This is a good play. Movement where they run a, a tight zone split. Ideally, you want to see Becton um, get play side leverage and get inside leverage on on ninety one. He's not able to. Is that is that Weiss or yeah Weiss? I think it's Weiss Junior. is ninety one. But because he can't get inside leverage on him, he can't get that positional leverage. He's going to create physical leverage and create vertical displacement. Gets his hands inside. And just gonna drive them, drive them. Again, you know, two yards inside, and then just throws them forward. Power. This is just power. Hands inside, and just keeps running them up the field. So you can't get in front of them, but he does a good job with that vertical displacement. Three, five, thirteen. Help uh, three five face crossed. Okay, right here you have the the four, the five uh, with this overhang. I want. I just want to see him in this play have a tighter relationship to his guard again. He knows that this 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 guy is going to get picked up by uh, by Lewis. They run the play action, but the thing you cannot do is get beat across your face. You know that he's engaged with ninety one uh, in terms of you know Lewis. Now, if they were sliding to the left and Lewis didn't have anybody to block, and you knew he was sliding left, shuffling left, then you could maybe have a little bit more room to get beat inside. But because of the alignment of these guys, you know that both you guys are going to get engaged or be engaged, so you can't let somebody beat you to the inside because Lewis is, is, is going to be occupied. He opens up too far to the outside. Again, too far to the outside, hole through the B, through the B gap um, and gets his face crossed. Where again, you want to play inside out. So gets too far outside, face crossed, and lets up a pressure um, where Flacco does check it down to, to Griffin. But ideally, obviously, he's not going to give up a pressure there. Back then, meh, block. Okay. 
again, these are the plays where like, yeah, you know, some of them are, are great in terms of him creating highlight plays and driving guys off the ball. But these are the type of plays where again, another outside zone, mid zone, where I say, I want to see him get guys tight, you know, get that arm bend and climb that tree, you know, work off your insteps and, and, and run and run up guys. Don't just try to throw them where he engages at 21 again. And instead of, instead of him getting square, getting a good base and, and driving the guy up the field, he tries to throw guys and create those, those highlight plays, which are great sometimes. But again, what happens with these plays are if this guy doesn't go on his ass, now there's that disengagement and now he has freedom to, to, to move laterally, move away from you. Where again, these guys are not going to be able to, to stack you and hold the ground where you creating that separation from them is playing to their strengths because they're more athletic than you. So plays to their strength. Yeah. He creates that, that, you know, that, that three, four yards of, of that throwback. But if he were to, get his hands on and drive him up the field right here. There's not this, 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 this connection where now 21 um, finds a running back for the tackle. You see what I'm saying? Or gets, he, he gets a piece of the tackle. So those are some of those plays where I don't want to see him just try to throw guys. <laughs> 13 Beckton hole. Okay. So he created a hole right here again. Being fair, both sides. I love Beckton. Like I, I don't want people to think, Oh my God, he's down on Beckton. That's not what it is. I just, you just don't think every play he does is elite. He's a rookie still. That more of that again, that zero step that he that he does, allowing this guy to define himself. 91. Works to him. Good leverage. His uh right hand's on the back a little bit right there. So the left hand's probably inside on the chest. Drives him outside. Look at that hole. Again, defining that gap. That's called defining the gap. If Beckton doesn't run this guy outside as far as he does, and if he sits down, there's not a really a big gap through the B gap, and maybe he runs into Beckton's ass. Maybe he's not able to um, widen um, his track out here from the interior pressure. So again, if Beckton was more of here, then he runs into the back of him, and it's not a, it's not a gain. But because he throws him outside, now he just created instead of maybe a a run stuff getting back to the line of scrimmage, he just created a, a you know a fifteen yard run, fifteen plus yard run for the Jets. So. Run behind Beckton for sure. Great play right there. Uh, good from the defense. Kind of like looks like I got about like seven ish more plays here, and I'm done. Um, good from the defense. Foley. Uh, I almost got put on my studs, but oh, I got a twenty-five. Give me a second. I got to plug on my laptop. It's a hundred percent before I started recording this, but I forgot how much it eats up of a uh, of battery. So. Pause it. Nope. Who cares? Great podcasting. Nope. Do I care? Eh. Um, I care, obviously. But good from defense. Foley, seven tackles, uh, four solo with a few run stuffs. I got three plays of him. Definitely balled out this game. And uh, I'm, I'm excited with the Jets front. I, I really am. Like, moving forward, that's the building block of the defense. Outside linebackers, middle linebackers, you know, safeties, maybe if they sign May, if they have May and Davis, okay. Uh, but corners, middle linebackers, outside linebackers, they need to completely build. But they have some guys, like even like rotational guys, maybe starters and like and Huff. Is he a full time starter? No, but even if he's a rotational guy as a pass rusher, that's great. But Huff, Franklin Myers, uh, Quinn Williams, uh, maybe Basham as a rotational guy, and Fado Kasi. I think they have some talent to work with in the, in, on the defensive front. Run stuff for Fado Kasi, zero tech. He's 
he is powerful as shit. He really is powerful as hell. So comes off of the ball, gets his hands inside a 60, drives him backwards. His eyes come up. You can see again, he is in no ship position. His eyes come up. He sees the, uh, the, the, the mesh point. He sees everybody going to his, to his, to Fadokasi's right to the offense's left. Plants hard, drops his hips, works to the running back tackle. I'll, I'll play it in full speed. It's just power. And then good job keeping active eyes and finding the running back. That is just, that's top notch. Done. Completely shuts that down. 21-35. Run stuff, fourth and one. No better time than to have it run stuff on fourth and one. Zero tech. <laughs> Again, just straight up power. And it's, it's really hard for a center to snap the ball and then get their hands on Fadokasi. Like, just, just line them over centers and just destroy them all day. Because it's really – center's a hard freaking position to be able to snap a ball and get your get uh, your hands up. So, drives off the ball, hands inside, drives them back, you know, two-plus yards. Again, hands inside. Leverage game, he's winning it. Drives them, finds the running back. Tackle. And actually, he forces a fumble right here where he punches it right, right there. And the ball somehow squirts out, and the ball's here now. Looks like right here is where the fumble's caused. Rolls out. <clears throat> Runs stuff on fourth and one. Great job by Fado Kasi. Thirty-five. Another run stuff. Pass rusher, not gonna give you too much, but in terms of run stuffing guy, two down guy, great. Zero tech. They try to uh to wham block him. This is a wham block. The fullback. He sees this. Like he's good good job recognizing. Takes a step up field, sees the running back's track, sees the wham block coming, works to the wham block because you know, if they're trying to kick you out or, you know, trying to seal you inside, they're trying to go outside of you. So if he's coming from this angle, they're not going to try to go backside of you. So he knows that they're going to try to cut to his left. He takes on the wham block, keeps his eyes up on the running back right here, sees the, the track, drops his weight, sheds, tackle. Awesome play. John Franklin Myers, the next, next guy gave a positive. Got two plays of him. 736 again really really uh impressed with him and the rams film i'm, I'm pissed i didn't put up the rams film because i watched the rams film i was i was impressed with him but then he got injured last year so it didn't play but uh he is right here uh the four eye loose three got more of a four eye than a loose three splitting hairs sees the right tap coming to block him hands inside Eyes inside. Patriots on a draw. He sees it coming. Active eyes. Control again. He's and he's controlling the chest right here, so he has he can do whatever he wants with the with the right tackle. Sees it. Comes over the top tackle. Good job. 
Oh, stump a miss. Okay, so this is kind of good and bad. This is like the, the, the raw power that he has that I that I like. Four eye right here. Uh, I like I like him like four eye three tech. Like that's his best position in terms of rushing the passer. I think he'd be an edge guy in terms of uh, you know holding up against the run. But I think his his power and and speed versus guards is the best spot um, because he's he out he out athleticisms them sometimes. But he is the picker of this uh, TT stunt. So he's going to step into the A gap. Obviously, Henry Anderson's going to hold his guy to the right, distract him, hold his eyes. Fadokasi is uh, Frank Lamar's going to crash inside. Lowers his shoulder. Absolutely. He he effing destroys him right here. Like, just drops it. He just absolutely trucks him. That is fun to see. He literally launches him three, four yards, or at least three yards in the air. That is ridiculous. Now, after that, I'd like to see him make the tackle right here, square up and be a little more patient and, and, and get the sack, you know, on Newton. Um, it's hard to tackle Newton sometimes. So he breaks the arm tackle and Newton runs for a couple of yards. But this is fun. That is, that is ridiculous. Man, he is airborne for like over a second. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. Next player, I gave Basham uh, a plus. It didn't wasn't over like wasn't overly productive this game, but I still gave him a plus. Run stuff from him on this play. Uh, he is right here, seven tech, stand up, two point stance. I really like this play in terms of his awareness um, of the the jet motion right here where he sees the jet motion coming and a lot of guys will crash inside right here and be too aggressive. And this guy will um, flatten his angle out and loop around him where he does a really, really good job maintaining his outside leverage right here. So hands on sees the motion coming, maintains his outside leverage because again, if you're going to get beat anywhere, get beat inside, not outside because the pursuit comes from the inside. doesn't come from the outside. Nobody runs from the sideline. So widens sees the, sees the, uh, the receiver cu- uh, cutting inside widens in step sheds gets in on the tackle really really good awareness right here to to, to widen get hands on and then disengage and, and make the tackle i really really like that play from from bashing on that um other than that i put davis a uh, few good man reps he filled in the run well physical he's a physical player uh he played a man you know slot uh, outside, which the outside people say, oh, he played outside corner when really he was a man defender on a tight end who flexed out. So like some of those like, oh my God, like a lot of safeties play all over the place. Let's be honest. But overall, he played a lot uh, on a lot of spots of the field, a lot, a lot, or on he had a different, a lot of different roles. I'll say I have three plays of him. Davis squeeze run physical player. Um, He's not the biggest guy, but he, I think he's a really versatile guy. I'm, I'm excited. Listen, me and Marcus said that he's really raw. Marcus might say that again when he comes on, you know, and, and he will because I don't think he's going to completely change his, his idea of him. But um, in terms of what he can be because of his physicality, because of his work ethic, all that stuff, I'm excited for his future. I just think he's a little bit raw for now. But comes off of the left edge right here in the run game, fills off of the edge, is like the force player, sees the uh, the – the uh, the fullback leading again he wants to squeeze the run good job not taking on the inside shoulder again allowing him to bounce outside if anything uh squeeze it take on the outside shoulder with your inside and force the running back uh into a contest or into a congested hole drops his weight 
squeezes the run. The running back runs into his guy because he, he did a good job squeezing it and pretty much makes a tackle. Like I, I know that uh, somebody else is going to got credit for the, for the tackle right here, but he literally drops his weight and lifts this guy off of his feet and they trip over each other. So that's, that's, that's Davis's tackle. So really, really good job filling in the run game right there for sure. Or squeezing in the run game. 23. All right. Davis roughing. Yeah. This is just the soft NFL stuff. in in my opinion, uh, illegal, there's a legal contact down the field from the C right here, but Davis off the left edge rushes the passer. Uh, the, the, uh, the tight end, um, chips and releases. So he blocks and then, and then releases Davis engages with him. Obviously disengages as, as the tight end releases, takes a track to, uh, to Newton and, you know, people, Oh, well, he left his feet a little bit. He was just lunging towards him to, to cover ground. I don't think he was really like jumping. I think he was just lunging to, to deliver a pop one and to close that ground quicker. So I'm not going to kill him for that. And uh, of course, they they call the penalty. They're roughing the passer because he had the ball, and you're getting a sack. Like it's not it's not Davis's fault that he had the ball. It's freaking six five, two hundred and thirty five, two hundred forty pound quarterback. So he does a good job, um, both keeping his eyes up. It's not helmet to helmet. He drops his shoulder into him. It's a shoulder tackle, um, but because of the contact, um, Newton's helmet drops into him a little bit. So I'm gonna give him a positive for this. Again, disengages. Clean tackle. Eyes are up. It's not helmet to helmet. Again, you can't just because uh, if if you're going to come softening into Cam Newton and and just try to wrap him up and take him down, what is Cam Newton going to do? He's going to break it. You have to freaking you have to deliver some pop to Newton, and he does. You can see him. His, his, he gets up after this play, and his eyes are like kind of kind of whacked out. But I think that's a clean sack. The NFL is just soft now again. It's on helmet to helmet because of the the contact. His helmet like ducks into Davis. Maybe it's a little bit right there on the bottom of it, but it is what it is. I think that's soft. I do. Good freaking explosion hit though. It's not a fun time for the quarterback. Wop. Oh yeah. Good play by Davis. I don't. I don't care about the penalty. Soft ass NFL. Uh, 29. TD saving tackle. Okay. He's at the top right here or top left. Crack toss. They both crack. Davis, good job tracking the run right here. Wants to get to the outside. He obviously knows that they're trying to get to the outside right here. Outruns 47 to the sideline. Drops his helmet into him. Delivers a nice shot. Boom. Saves it. Save the TD. They get a TD the next play, I think. But still, good play by Davis. Other than that, I think I'm um, pretty much done. Uh, special teams overall. Man had two, punt, two uh, punts. One long of 49 and then one he pinned him into the 10, I believe. Uh, Sergio was uh, two for two on field goals, um, long of 50, three for three on extra points. Uh, I think he has a job over Ficken. Uh, we have no game to review by week, so we don't have a roster, even though I haven't been going over him anyway, because who cares? Injuries, um, 
Hopefully, Beckton gets healthy. It seems like Darnold might not even play the next game against the Chargers, but we'll see. We'll talk about that next week. How to win. It's a bye week. Um, Pick'ems. Do that quickly. Uh, last week, uh, I picked the Pats. They beat the Jets 30-27. to 27. I picked the Packers against the Niners. They won 34 to 17. Uh, I picked the Ravens against the Colts. The Ravens won 24 to 10. I picked the Titans against the Bears. The Titans won 24 to 17. I picked the Vikings. They beat the Lions uh, 34 to 20. I picked the Texans. They beat the Jaguars 27 to 25. I freaking wish the Jaguars got that two-point conversion and beat the Texans. I really do because the Jets having a two-game or or that one-game buffer to win, I would feel so much better than the Jets winning one game and having the two-pick. I really want the freaking Jags to win, but they got like the Steelers, the Packers coming up. So uh, hopefully they beat like the Browns or some other team. But um, Texans beat them. I picked the Seahawks. They got beat pretty badly uh, by the Bills, 44 to 34. It wasn't that close, in my opinion. The Bills blew them out pretty much. Uh, I picked the Falcons. They beat the Broncos at home, uh, 34 27. <clears throat> I think every single person picked the Bucks to beat the Saints, and the Saints won 38 to 3, which was shocking. This week, not the best lineup of games, but uh, we got the or we have, we have the three, four and one Eagles at the two and seven giants. Again, some of these games I, I just had to pick just to at least, you know, have five, six games, but uh, I'm gonna take the Eagles on the road against the giants. The giants are pretty competitive. So I'm actually not that confident in this one because the Eagles are so hot and cold. The giants might actually win this one, but I'm gonna take the Eagles. I'm not concerned about the giants having to win anymore. Cause I really don't think the Jets are going two games. Uh, the seven and two bills at the five and three Cardinals um, bills are a little bit hot and cold and the Cardinals are on a little bit of a hot streak, but I'm going to take the, the bills on the road two road teams in a row. Um, the two and six Redskins at the three and five lions. Again, these are games are not necessarily easiest to pick, but I'm going to take the lions at home. I don't know if God is healthy though. So that might be a, a big part of that, but uh, Allen had that bad injury. So uh, I'll take the lions. The six and two Seahawks at the five and three Rams. Seahawks coming off of a blowout loss against the Bills, and the uh, the Rams are playing pretty well. So, do the Seahawks bounce back? Are they, are they going to be on a little bit of a schneid? Uh, worst pass defense in the NFL. Adams is a part of that. Listen, I know people are going to shit on Adams, and I get that. Uh, but at the same time, should you have your safety playing your man coverage on Stephon Diggs? Probably not. Uh, so good job, Pete Carroll. Uh, the next game, the two and six Chargers at the five and three Dolphins. This is just because are the Dolphins really as good as, as they have been? Are they going to really go to six and three and be like in the top top running for that wild card spot? Do the Chargers bounce back? You know they're always in games, so I think the Chargers can keep up with them a little bit. But still, uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins at home and the Monday night game. I think this is the Monday night game. The three and five Vikings at the five and three Bears. Really, really interesting game. Vikings again started the season bad. Had been bouncing back. Had been playing better. Um, they're still. They could still be in the running for a wild card spot. Obviously, you know, uh, they just have to to string some games together. The the Bears were what five and zero. They lost three in a row. So, do the Bears bounce back? Divisional game. Are the Vikings as good as they have been the last couple of games? Really interesting game, I, I think. But I'm going to take. Um. Oh, I don't know why I put that. I'm going to take the Vikings. So to recap, I'm taking the Eagles at the Giants. I'm taking the Bills at the Cardinals. I'm taking the Lions at home against the Redskins. I'm taking the Seahawks at the Rams. I'm taking the Dolphins at home against the Chargers. And I'm taking the Vikings on the road against the Bears. Um, the standings, we still have Danny in no, at number one. I'm 
I guess it's three games back, but really six games in the, in the win loss. Uh, Danny is number one at 38 and 14. We have Kyle at 36 and 16 at number two. We have a three-way tie for third between myself, Marcus, and Vinny at 32 and 20. Uh, sixth place, we have Matt at 31 and 21. Seventh, we have Tom at 29 and 23. And then last place, uh, in eighth place, but still with a winning record, Rob at 27 and 25. So appreciate it for listening. Um, I'll be back again Sunday. Four o'clock Eastern Standard Time with Marcus Coleman again. Played in the Jets for five, six, seven years. The Texans for a couple of years, or no, yeah, the Texans for a couple of years and the Cowboys. Um, played DB in the NFL, wasn't a backup or anything like that. Like, has over 20 interceptions, like, legit dude. Um, good friend of mine. So, come on, hop on the live stream, ask him some questions. We'll, we'll have some fun. We'll discuss his thought about his thoughts about the Jets. We'll talk about some other fun topics, things like that. So, I'll see you guys on Sunday at four o'clock. Thanks for listening. Thank you.